0: It's a babe. Babe? babe. with the power. power voodoo. Do? Do. do what? Mind me of the babe. I saw my baby crying for oh, this babe. Could cry. What could I do?
1: we are live. Hopefully we are live. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hi everyone and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast and it's hosted by Northern Nerds.
1: I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And we are joined by uh, literally the nerdiest of nerds this evening. Um, <laughs> as soon as we announced that we were doing a Labyrinth episode, I think this was the most fought after Uh, topic that we've had in a while like literally people were actually saying that they wanted wanted in that we've never spoke to before and i was like okay this is getting quite interesting but yes (laughs) we are joined by um like say regulars of the podcast now shall we say or invaders of the normal podcast shall we say because we've got (laughs) graham who is normally star trekking across the universe with uh with goodwill uh has joined us and we've got the lovely Dan who is Sam's partner in crime who keeps a company on a Monday night when all those scary things come out to to say boo and and stuff like that
3: and me and I come out say <laughs> <So>, hi Dan <laughs> hi hi Dan <laughs> hang on, no 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 we can't
4: cross the streams like this <laughs> it's, 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 hang on. I'm, I'm just creating a like, paradox miles, have I yes miles, yeah.
5: miles. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's going to have all the gimmicks now Goodwill's going to explode but yes and we are joined yeah. by the the labyrinth officiador. <laughs> the, the person that has been busy like I was actually a little bit scared when I announced that we was doing a labyrinth episode because my inbox has never been inboxed so quickly as when sarah got in there it was like i am coming on this episode you have no say in it you can go and get fucked if you don't have me on oh so... my god sarah
6: <laughs> i deny everything that's <laughs> why
4: i'm just glad we have an expert you know i i'm just glad that we have someone who's a real fan like the pokemon one where we're like Hey, it, we kind of know this thing, but, you know, we're going to talk about it anyway. Uh, I like the idea that Sarah actually has knowledge. That's relevant. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, the
1: Pokemon knowledge one, it, it, did, it, it did go in all the places that we probably expected, and we had fun. We, we had a good were time. we already <laughs> talking
4: about the bold with lines like that. But possibly. Oh, that's right,
1: I'm back. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah.
1: yeah, so we've got Sammy, she's back. She's um, a little bit more tanned than the normal gothy self she is I no
2: i have color yes jesus <laughs> but i'm also joined by i've got a dog behind us i've got one here yeah. and i've got one in the corner so i apologize if we hear
1: doggies well to be fair it is labyrinth so it's probably a jim jim henson's workshop
4: all around, I asked, yeah. I asked earlier, but is one of those dogs riding another one?
1: <laughs> no,
2: they say, Yeah, this is the it one is. whose tongue doesn't go in, it's right. not it's even kidding.
4: wearing clothes, Sammy. It doesn't even have a little rod stick. I mean, you know, like <laughs> it's a Lancelot coming out of us,
1: yeah. So, yes, yeah. um, we are
0: doing as I
1: can say, one of my absolute favorite movies today like say with it being a child of the 80s we are going back in time in the magic magical world that was labyrinth um i don't know if sammy wants to get a disclaimer out early because there's going to be opinions
2: yes i do so everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone if you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode please come and join us in the facebook group or the comment section and we can have an open discussion Mm -hmm. but what we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong we can all agree to disagree and bandom. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Well done. Thank you. you. like has <laughs> never been away.
1: Yeah, did you hear me fucking up last week as well? Like I, I, butchered I did
2: not. <laughs> did you try it? I,
1: didn't, I did do I, it. I didn't
2: get... Oh, did you?
6: Yeah,
1: It was a shambles without you, Sammy. Yes. It was oh, a... my oh, my All The words
2: in that in that last week.
1: Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I said a lot of potty words during it as well. So mm. yes.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't get a chance to catch the beginning bit. I did jump in at one point before I went out, but I didn't get a chance. So, well done. Well done, you.
1: See, She supports <laughs> us even when she's on holiday, bless her. <laughs> so, uh, so, are you recovered from your holiday yet, Sammy? Or are you still in the holiday blues moment?
2: No, no, I'm all good. You will notice on Monday's episode that I am extremely exhausted. I did get back the early hours the following morning and had very little sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm good. I'm back. I'm I'm happy. Monsters is back on Monday. Yay! Mm -hmm. She did fine. She did
1: (laughs) fine. And the the, the chat is saying they are loving the new face, more forward-facing view of Sammy now so they're all like saying yeah. enjoying seeing your face rather than looking down on you as well so it might be a new look you have to take up there sammy um
2: <laughs> we'll see when i get back and if i can get the the correct camera angle but yeah i'm using my phone tonight so i can't see any of the chat so I'm very sorry, but it's good quality for my yeah. phone. I'm quite pleased with this.
4: I have to say I was shocked when I actually met you in person for the first time because I didn't oh, know how tall face. you were because <laughs> I genuinely in my head. I thought you were like four foot tall because I'm so used to seeing you from a distance, <laughs> you know, and like this little tiny square on the thing. And I'm like, oh, she must be really, really small. And then you meet you like, you're my height. How? Yeah. <laughs> I am a giant.
2: I am five foot nine, but I felt exactly the same way when I saw you. I was like, how are you so tall
5: Can't i'm square accurate
3: I'm, I'm square accurate paul can attest and sammy can attest to this this is really how small i am you she's a done. tiny little dot. yes
1: yes and she was impressed with the size of goodwill we'll leave it at that
4: but yes.
3: <laughs> hang on let's rewind let, let's rewind
5: that
4: <laughs> so I, labyrinth. all
3: i said to him was you're taller than i thought you were gonna be let's clear that up <laughs> uh, Thank <accurate. laughs>
1: you do not want to put, put besmirged anyone's character there, so yes, sorry. So yes, I don't
3: have one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yes, when did like I say we're going to talk about labyrinth and like I say we'll get the, we'll get the bulge out the way first. So what was the thing that drew you to the to the labyrinth, uh,
4: the movie, <laughs> Graham? <laughs> oh me, um, I. It's one of those weird things where basically I don't remember seeing this as a kid, but I must have done. I really must have done because it would have been on TV and stuff. But like I saw this way later and it was almost one of those like, yeah, you know, the movie Labyrinth. I'm like, yes. (laughs) And then and then watch it. And I'm like, I have no recollection. It's like Gandalf. I have no recollection of this place. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then but it but obviously it hits you because it's so Mm. iconic it's so like and it's one of these ones where basically like people like oh this is never going to make money this is never going to be a success and then you're like look at it now like and I think that was the wonderful thing about the 80s where studios were willing to make take risks you know like stuff like Labyrinth and Dark Crystal where you're like you know yes they might not have been box office smashes but like they are you know a linchpin of like nerd culture nowadays yeah and it's just you know nowadays it's like oh well if we don't know we're going to make a fortune with it what's the point of making this movie and you're like you're missing the point I feel yeah but yeah yeah but um so Labyrinth is just something that like I didn't get into it just Mm -hmm. happened and it's a movie that obviously you like Lee in the chat is going oh I haven't seen it someone needs to convince me that it's a good movie so I'll watch it and I'm like you should just have watched it. You know? <laughs> we, How have you avoided it? You know? We've been trying
6: to get Lee to watch it for such a long time.
4: It's such yeah. a and Lee
6: won't watch it. He won't watch it.
4: Lee. what is he
1: like he's oh it's got puppets and shit in oh no. i'll tell you what at not coming back on the podcast till he's watched it
5: today
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i'll be that much of a dick <laughs> that's
3: the tagline of the movie by the way it's got puppets and
1: shit in, <laughs>
5: in.
1: Yeah, <that's... laughs> well to be fair, though, i think for the tagline for the podcast in the description i put we're going back through a time of magic and muppets so <laughs> but yeah, Muppets, I think, <laughs> Muppets, because they had Muppets in. Yeah, I'd say it was Jim Henson.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Donna's probably terrified of because she's scared of, uh, like, say the Muppets. But I remember <laughs> reading it not too long ago that this was the movie that really, I like, kind of broke Jim Henson's heart a little bit as well because
0: yeah.
1: oh. it flopped big style when it first came out. Like it, yeah. like really didn't do well as, as as they were expecting. So when Jim Henson, like, this was like he's labor of love like when he made this movie he was like, this is going to be absolutely fantastic this is going to blow everyone away but no yeah. one got it at first but you can see why when you watch it back like i watched it yesterday um and how dark and everything it was it, it, it it's very much very of its time but it, it's kind mm-hmm. of like aged well at the same time as well but um, if
6: you think about where it came from from henson though henson had just finished uh, working on the dark crystal mm-hmm. when he went into labyrinth and the dark crystal is a hell of a lot darker than labyrinth yes. yeah so this is. was actually a lighter movie
1: mm-hmm. it's still scary like so when it
6: comes oh yeah out, yeah, actually, I- yeah i'm not denying that i'm just saying. Like...
4: Well, i think it's a, the, the the harshest threat in this is that you're gonna smell bad forever it's that weird <laughs> thing where it's it's so <laughs> kind of you know there is no threat it's the idea of yes the baby will be taken but he'll be raised mm-hmm. by the Goblin King. It's like it's not like Dark Crystal where it's like no, death, everyone <laughs> dies. You know. <laughs> so yeah, you're right, Sarah. It is just like going. This is a much happier movie, but maybe it's the. I think it's the tone. I think yeah. it's the colours and the tone that stop it being a. Yeah. Like, you know a, like a happy clappy fantasy movie, but hmm. you know. No, I, I agree, and I remember. I think my earliest
1: memory is, is this used to be like a bank holiday movie. Used to be on every like <laughs> bank holder, used to be every on ITV because it used to have adverts on. I remember like certain parts in the movie where the advert used to come, so you used to like recognize it because it never used to change from year to year. But mm-hmm. I, I I was just transfixed. There was, I, as Sarah said, there's certain elements in the movie that does terrify you, like the hands and the floating head guys. But oh, yeah. it it is spooky elements, but I, did, I, I didn't know something until i watched it last night and dan actually sent us a picture as well and it was literally the same time she sent us a picture i was like holy shit It's like literally it was like we we're watching at the same time which was a bit scary <laughs> um george lucas i say was involved with the production yeah. of this as well which yeah. i had no idea about no i didn't Not me neither
2: until i saw them
1: photos i had he was, no clue yeah mm-hmm. so he was absolutely
6: it loved it he dove straight into this
1: but yeah. i will mean, be
2: right
3: insane. It came out in
6: 1986.
1: Yeah.
3: Yes. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, right. It is the first film I ever saw at the cinema. That's how old I am. Oh,
4: wow. that's amazing.
3: <laughs> I was six years old. My sister was four.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and I remember vaguely, it was like a really old fashioned cinema that mm-hmm. my mum and dad took us to. And uh, I remember my dad is a typical dad, and the f- the bog of eternal stench, he was wetting himself. And at six, you think Fartin's funny. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. when you're 43 and you watch it back and you're going, they look like buttholes. And, and you can get it <laughs> even more now, you know, yeah. like the more you look into it, the more you see. It. But yeah, yeah it's yeah. the first film I ever went to see at the cinema. And I remember I really didn't like the floating heads. That was the only thing that I took away that I didn't like.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: But um, I just remember thinking it was the best film I'd ever seen because I was I, I was brought up on a diet of the Muppets. My mm-hmm. mum said, whenever I got sad, she put me in the high chair, put the Muppets on the TV and sit me in front of the TV. And I used to dance to the Muppets theme tune in the, in the high chair. Because <laughs> um, it was like my favourite thing. And I loved Kermit and I loved Fuzzy and I loved Gonzo. Gonzo was always my favourite. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like a knock on effect from that was this movie. and. It, if you look at the scale of the amount of puppets that were made for this yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. you take it for granted as kids because you think that it's all real in Mm -hmm. your head that's happening that's really
2: happening yeah Yeah.
3: and then like last night I was really trying to take in how much I was looking at and Ludo alone is Mm -hmm. huge and I I don't know why my brain hadn't quantified the scale of Mm -hmm. Ludo really because (laughs) I think when you remember back I was always just like oh yeah he's Whatever, he's five foot, everybody's mm. five foot in my brain. And then like you see him, and he's about six and a half, seven foot, maybe even a bit taller bit, than bit that taller when than he's fully that. standing up. Mm-hmm.
1: We were amazing like, we were when well, well, you though. have I'd say when okay. we saw like as you said, the scale of all the puppets and one of the comments that we made like me and my wife made when we watched it. Yes, I made her watch it as well. She wasn't very happy, but uh basically if they made that movie now. The, they wouldn't use the puppets it would be all kind of like cgi and mm-hmm. like all that elements so a, a bit of the magic elements would would be kind of lost but we were bad laughing at uh ludo just because when he turned around ludo has one of the most ridiculous asses you've ever seen it's a proper like chunky <laughs> thick girl's arse as well so it's like ludo's got back and it, like it just like the sheer like details and the amount of stuff that went through and like like the, the if you look at hoggle's face as well like each blemish or like, like things that the, that they made into it, like that would have took someone hours and hours, mm-hmm. like in years, well, just to create. It's just especially with
4: how, especially with how underused some of them are. Like the, yeah. you know, the magic dance scene, where it's the idea of just being like, there are how many puppets are in that room? How many goblin costume? Like, you know, you have people in costumes, you have actual puppets and stuff, and you don't get close-ups on some of them but you know that all of that effort has gone into every single one of them and you're like that's like like even in the goblin battle at the end like Mm -hmm. it literally has those three ninja like air goblins that appear and then get hit by rocks (laughs) those are full costumes that have been made and they are there for one shot and then nope cool like it's crazy the detail that Jim Henson's Creature Workshop puts into all of these films and you can Mm -hmm. see why he'd be devastated because no one can accuse them of not putting passion into no. their oh, project
6: jim henson in himself, was i would almost say he was like a personification of magic and he put it into everything that he did
1: mm-hmm. not definitely yeah. from like even from you like can the see Western why
4: yeah, mm-hmm. you can see why why uh, George Lucas and him got on because world building, you know, who yeah. are the people we think about when yeah. we think about good world building and you're like Jim Henson, George Lucas. Sorry I mean, for. even
6: if you're looking at it from world building perspectives, how many different scenes and sets must there have been to, mm-hmm. to create this that weren't recycled?
4: No. Yeah. No, I no. Think- the only thing that was recycled is that bloody corridor, you know, the <laughs> labyrinth one where she's running down <laughs> mm, it at yeah, the beginning. Yeah. And I'm just going, "Why are all these cuts really quick?" Oh, it's because they only made, like, you seven only made and, like five meters of wall, and they're like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah. okay. I did
0: notice a few
1: <laughs> sketchy green screen scenes at certain points but that was like, yeah. basically impossible filming of the time as as dan said the floating head i can't remember what the creature was sarah do you know the, the name? fireys the, the Fieries. Fieries. uh during that song when like, they've taking each bit, bit body parts off and stuff like that, and that got very bizarre very quickly um <laughs> when the cgi like kind of it fitted in it, it it took you out of the illusion now but as a kid you wouldn't have noticed that yeah. Well, it was
3: it was all black suits, wasn't it? And they mm-hmm. had the puppets on the front of the suits, mm-hmm. and it was a it was uh, they had a one person that did the mouth, mm-hmm. and somebody who did who was the bodies and the and the hands, um, and they did the whole routine. And I saw her behind the scenes years ago, and then I stopped being scared of the thing right. of the fairies because my brain was like, oh, they're just. You know, I knew they were puppets, but you know, when you're just like, oh, that's how it's done. So my brain now goes, ah. I have a
4: Brian Conley moment there. It's a puppet. Well, yes. yeah. <laughs> I think that's the only bit, though. Like when we talk about, like, you know, how you would do this nowadays, you're right. It would all be CG and it would be crap, mm-hmm. you know, but it's the fact <laughs> of, I think if you redid it, Mm -hmm. I think you know that that is the only real place you could improve it like that whole scene because it is it is dated it is it does look dodgy Mm -hmm. but the fact is nowadays Mm -hmm. if you just made the puppets again and did everything the same you could just make that look perfect but in saying that
3: when when they did the Dark Crystal TV series I think they found a really good balance of yes of how to mix the cg with the puppetry and it worked really really well now i'm not saying make remake labyrinth for god's sake leave it alone yeah. but like it, it, there's a way of
0: mm-hmm.
3: they, they found i think the magic mm-hmm. there um, definitely
5: but it didn't
6: insult anyone
5: but i mean them. talking
6: about the cgi and labyrinth and that there though even though like it was uh, up to today's standards it was awful cgi The owl, over the credits at the beginning, Mm
0: -hmm. was
6: the most photorealistic owl that you had ever seen on TV at the time.
4: Oh, 100%. And (laughs) this is like people going, graphics aren't going to get better than this in, like, (laughs) video games in, like, (laughs) 94. Like, I remember people being, like, alone in the dark, it's fully 3D. And you're sitting there being, like, "Mm." (laughs) 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 Those years when we weren't actively worrying about the machines or AI (laughs) and just being, like, "Mm -hmm." we're That's, a bit off. Skynet <laughs> wasn't real back then, but it is now.
1: But, um the one thing that always sticks out with us with this film as well, and I don't think it does get the credit that it probably just is how how great the story is though as well. Yeah. Because everyone goes through for the things, but if you think about it as a story, it's a very much of a coming coming of age, uh, like teen drama type thing. You get the, the petulant little child at the start, don't want to grow up, don't want to let go, and kind of like going through this journey and turning into, like, say, a, a, a kind of like an adult in the way.
4: It's I, I, I really want to talk about this because it's the fact of I never realized this as a kid, like I mm-hmm. never noticed any of the nuance or any of the symbolism in it. And yeah. even now I'm not sure about most of it. Like, I'm very much kind of this is what I think it is. Mm-hmm. But I think that's totally wrong. I mean, like um, my friend Baron was talking about the um, the novelization they released at the same time as the movie, and that adds loads of stuff in. And I was like, that totally changes
0: mm-hmm.
4: the, how the plot is. And, and you know, when it's the official novelization, you just go, then it's approved. So that means that's yeah. canon, but <laughs> that's not in the film, you know. um, But like, you know it's the fact of she's it's almost like a studio ghibli film Mm -hmm. you know all the stuff happening at the same time where they're all about sort of girls coming of age and like going through an experience that makes them learn about themselves and about the world and obviously in this one we kind of go she's a right fucking brat at the beginning yeah and then by the end she's kind of learned about responsibility she's learned a bit of empathy for things Mm -hmm. and you know she's learned to like sort of appreciate her brother and she's learned to Get you know, get away from materialism. Where she like, she gives up. Lancelot. She's realized that you know. Obviously, we have the scene where it's just going. Oh, don't forget your bag. Don't forget. Don't forget your you know your pop vinyl figures. You you like that, don't you? Oh, you know your Pokemon cards. You know, and it's very much like yeah, that's it. <laughs> but you know, it, it's very much that, and she's like, oh, all of this is meaningless in the face of actual like you know uh, reality and relationships. I actually I always interpreted it bizarrely that Jareth was a euphemism for her parents, mm-hmm. for her stepmom and stepfather in the capacity of you know, like the song within you where it's very much them going, hey, I've done everything for you,, mm-hmm. uh, but I've realized that I I can't control you. I can't live within you as in, you know, you know how you hear about parents trying to relive their life through their kids and stuff. Yeah. and that's mm-hmm. how I interpreted that. And I think it's all bollocks. I don't think that's what they intended at all. But that's what I That was your
1: interpretation it. of it, I think.
3: Oh, yeah. interesting. Well, mine's different. Yeah. I always thought and I don't I, I don't know whether I heard it somewhere years and years ago or it was just something that I thought myself. I thought it was a fever dream. Right. I thought the whole thing was a fever dream because when she comes back, she's been caught in the rain. She's soaking wet. She mm. gets in and then from the minute she gets in, She's you it it pans across every toy Mm -hmm. um she owns. Uh and then it does something which I don't know you if if people have picked up Sarah might of but the scrapbook
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when it
3: pans across the scrapbook you see lots of pictures of David Bowie in the scrapbook. Yeah. And then when she's sitting at the putting the lipstick on, you really didn't want to talk to me. Yeah wiping it off, there's pictures of David Bowie in her mirror. Right. So it's um, because that he's
6: actually dating her, her real mother. Yeah. Right, okay. That's cause... the story behind that bit. Right. The pictures Ooh. of the woman, the pictures of the woman that are in her scrapbook and around her mirror is her real mother, who is an actress. Right. And the the the, the male lead in the play that she's in is played by David Bowie in the pictures, who is right. apparently dating her mother. Because yeah. I, 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 Which was is one under... of my reasons as to where she got Jareth from. Right. Because I was always under the impression like I said it was a fever dream because so much
3: of it was involved like every all of her toys all of mm. her um trinkets absolutely everything c- came up in in the everything was in her room and yeah and then by the end she was just she she snapped out of it the parents come home and she was different, you know, um, yeah. but she was still having a little hallucination because she had a party with them later. Well, so it's I, I either that, or thing... she was tripping balls the entire well, I, film. I, I, she I think.
4: Went the thing out is, on though... the magic
3: mushrooms down by the river. And...
4: It's well, you know, she's a teenager, you know, it's but
3: experiment. But, um, you know. But it's,
4: that, it's that thing, though. Obviously, I I made a note about the the party at the end about how lovely it is that it's like, look, mm-hmm. you're coming of age, you're growing up, you're giving up childish stuff like cosplay because who would do that? <laughs> See you next week, Sunnycon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, on you the know, main stage of, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um but she's given all of this up and then like and then at the end it's the idea of going yeah but you can still have this like us yeah. you can still have these things that are meaningful to you you just in moderation yeah. and it's almost like the um there's a there's a song by the band mgmt called kids which is a really famous song but it's about like It's about the not getting trapped in nostalgia. It's about Mm. sort of you know get you know going. Hey, you've got to adult now. You can't just spend your whole life thinking about how you want to be a kid again, how you want to do this and things like that. So I kind of like that she has the party at the end, where she's Mm -hmm. like, "I've got to adult, but fuck it, cosplay, you know, fuck (laughs) it, like you know, all my fantasy mates, you know."
3: I I did spend at least four years after watching that movie in waistcoat and shirts and jeans. (laughs) Oh,
1: please tell me me you've got some photographs. (laughs) Not on
6: me. There is photographic evidence. But yeah, I
1: I used to love a waistcoat.
6: (laughs) I'm surprised you haven't um, got the picture of me when I dressed up as Jareth Paul.
1: Oh, I'm not. I'll be honest. I've had a bit of a shit day today. I haven't had a chance to run round. I've had a bit of a family drama. But anyway, that's beyond the end. So I'm not Aww. managed to do as much as as I possibly could today. So I was going to fuck a lot of people up today. But yeah, <laughs> but no, we can I, do
2: that when we come back from SunnyCon. Yes.
1: Woo-hoo! But um, yeah, I, I love that. Like one movie like different people can get so many different perspectives from mm-hmm. it though that's that's why I, I i love having these type of conversations because the way dan described it as well that just blew my fucking mind like i totally see that now after seeing that movie like the, re- the responses. The only thing that did throw me again last night because when they were going through like the start when she was going through a room you saw the toys you saw the Wizard of Oz Book you saw Disney Snow White you used the word Disney I was like oh has Disney got something to do with this but then in the scrapbook it had the, the sexiest Fox in the world as well it had the Robin Hood's Fox from the Disney film mm-hmm. I was like yeah Fox I, like, I was like has Disney got did Disney have something to do with this or because I know you, later on that had something to do with <laughs> uh Jim Henson, but I didn't know if they had something to do at that time it was made.
4: That that fox is responsible for a lot of furries. Right. That is Zadidimus. <laughs> you know, like, wow. Zedidimus, wasn't it? Oh no, the fox no, from
6: the, Robin actual, Hood. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the actual Robin Hood um mm-hmm. Disney one was in the
2: scrapbook. Yeah. Right. Very some very confused people out there yeah. after that movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: A lot for a lot of different reasons. There, it was an
2: awakening for most of our generation. (laughs) I would say. Oh, that's a good word—a word, awakening.
1: I like that. So I know, Sammy. So when did you first see the? Um, I can't remember. Right. But it
2: it has to have been. It it has to be probably at my granddad's house. It's where I saw all of you know my. Anything fantasy style, my granddad would have it on. Um, I, <laughs> I don't have the biggest love of this movie like everybody else does. Right. I think, but only be and it's only because I have a bit of a fear of this style of movies. Right. The um, Dark Crystal probably created that fear and led into this one. It's the aesthetic of it. Mm-hmm. I I want to be there badly but I don't it's kind of like it's kind of like my feverish nightmare place to be mm-hmm. um so I've never really gravitated towards the love that everyone else has however I appreciate this movie mm-hmm. for everything it brings like if I, I I'm sorry to mention it but on when we do monsters we talk about the background work of what goes into Creating these practical pieces, and I fucking love the practicality of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's it absolutely warms my heart and blows my mind. Like when Dan mentioned earlier about how many people were like mastering these puppets. Like, oh my god, that that mm-hmm. really really excites me. Probably in a way that shouldn't. Um, but
1: I just uh we found a new I fetish just... for Sam now. So we really like puppets. I really like puppets. <laughs> really like puppets. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> puppetry. Maybe really enjoy America. a man's hand
2: being right up. There. Do you know, my my husband has been messaging me and he knows I can't message back because I'm using my phone. Um, and he's been messaging me some of the worst facts about like, did you know Jennifer Connelly was 16 years old? Take that in, Sam, 16 no, no. years old. 15,
4: 15, <laughs> I actually, believe. He's
2: actually watching it because he's just said, you're not saying much. So <laughs> he's watching it.
4: <laughs> but I, I think the weirdest thing mentioning that though, it's the fact of, uh, I was I was told that basically like there was a scene where like Jareth is meant to kiss uh, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Uh and Bowie refused to do it because yeah. the actress was 15. Yeah. But that, that was a story, and he was like, No. So I think it was like in the novelization that Jareth has an attraction to Sarah. Yeah. But then Bowie totally played it as a very standoffish way mm-hmm. because he was like, No, this is not how I'm doing the character. Yeah. Which is Good for Bowie, I think. Yeah. And apparently, no. Michael Jackson was in the running to play Jareth as well, so that could have ended differently. Oh,
6: <laughs> okay. I yeah, there was that. there was a few people in for that. Um, I believe it was Sting and Mick Jagger as well were also four oh, I, for Mick that. Jag- I,
5: I was, was joking about Mick
4: Jagger, and then I was like, <laughs> no, no, please, but no. I can bet it's a thing. <laughs>
5: dance,
4: the, match, dance match, <laughs> <change>. <laughs> right, the entire thing is just the dancing in the streets video
1: i can't take another jump in jack flash to be honest but yeah <laughs> oh well <gosh. laughs> yeah but...
4: oh mick jagger that would have been horrible I, I just... how did you discover the movie sarah um i was i was hmm.
6: only three when it came out hmm. but I know oh, well. it wasn't it wasn't long after that I did see it. I was I think I was about six, so I'm looking at about nineteen eighty-nine
0: mm-hmm.
6: when I first saw it. Um and I think it was one of those bank holiday TV specials mm-hmm. that I actually saw it on and oh uh, you know what? It was just I immediately loved it. I just mm-hmm. fell in love with it straight away and you know it's it's always been the same since.
5: Yeah.
6: I couldn't even tell you why. It's just it's 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 just up on a pedestal for me that's the joy of
4: nerdy nerdness though where it's mm-hmm. the idea of just like we have this stuff and we're like i just love this this yeah there's no
2: explanation it's, for it yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't tell you why this i have certain movies like that where i just can't mm-hmm. tell you why but i just do mm-hmm. and you
6: i have <laughs> bought the movie so many times i had it on vhs i had it on dvd i bought it on blu-ray i bought it on the 4k stuff I bought anniversary editions, special editions. I named my first car Jareth.
2: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say child there. I was like, okay.
1: <laughs> no, not yet. But um just a quick question as well, because you said you got it in 4k. Does Bowie's Bulge grow in 4K or does it you know, it's the normal size through through the different versions? it's um,
6: it's, it's it's in high def. <laughs> oh
2: wow.
1: <laughs> So put your eye out as well. Can I like? just
6: say that that was done deliberately as well yeah. by people who were dressing him.
2: <laughs> really? That was a deliberate enhanced
6: it. Yes. it was a deliberate
1: choice.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: I know there was rumours for years and we've made jokes about this on the podcast before is that it, like, there's always been rumours that it was digitally enhanced. Like d- 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 depending on which version of the movie you got throughout the years, like from the VHS to the DVD, they probably just cleaned it up a little bit there, but I know um Graham's got a good friend who likes to cosplay as, uh, well, as so well. I can get the picture I've up men- if you like. Baron.
6: <laughs> oh,
4: yeah, um, I've mentioned is the picture up. Um, yeah, I'll put it the, up now. This, there, so. uh, this is I've mentioned them uh, early on today, but this is my friend, Baron LaVey, who you may know from Star Trekking uh, <laughs> with Nerdy Up North because we had them on as a guest. And they do an amazing, as you can see, uh, Jareth cosplay. And they've done this at conventions. They've done this on TikTok. There's, follow them on TikTok. They've done a lot of uh, little skits and stuff as Jareth. Uh, and it's it's absolutely amazing because it's like, hold on. It hasn't shown me the picture yet. It hasn't come up on uh, that's, that's I I'm caught that. up on YouTube. It's just though.
6: come up on there.
4: Is it, it just come up? OK, yeah. yeah, cool. OK, cool. No, hang on. No, no, Paul, show me. I want to see the real picture. Paul. That is the real picture. No, show that's, me the real picture. That's the
1: one you sent me. <laughs> okay, use no,
4: the closer one. Oh, I'm not. I, I can't close. Oh, do you want to close-up there? Yeah, go, go. On. Show me the real picture. We need to do the X-Men thing where it's like, no, oh, I, I want to see the real see thing. i <laughs> yeah, like,
5: ah. I was oh, confused.
4: Gosh. I was like, what, what have I
1: done wrong now? But
4: yes. <laughs> see if get but yeah, how good <laughs> I is love that No, Paul. The real
2: picture. The real. Show me the real
4: picture. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it being that X-Men bit, right. but it's the fact of like. It's a, a hilarious thing is that bulge there. I was I did a talk and uh, me and Baron leve went into Newcastle College, uh, Newcastle Sixth Form College to speak to uh, the students about oh sort of gosh. drag and uh, like uh, sexuality and whatnot, uh, and this was the picture they used for Baron Lavey, and it was on a massive projector screen behind me. So I was literally sitting there with this bulge like above my head, being like, "Please take what I'm saying seriously." Also, I'm
5: know...
6: tapping you on the head. <laughs> That's it. like, Oh, it's slapping me. It likes me. But um... good boy. But
1: how good is that cosplay? It yes, is a very so good, all good all cosplay. Well, um... yes, I, I don't think I could pull off anything as as. As eloquent as that. I probably could pull off Ludo or even like say getting a Hoggle outfit. That would be quite
4: entertaining. But actually, sure. I think Baron is going to be at SunnyCon mm-hmm. this weekend. Oh wow. Yeah, they're gonna be at SunnyCon this weekend with a new Jar of Cosplay, because I know they're working on it. And it's that's the outfit that we get during Magic Dance. And I think where he appears to her uh you know later on, I think in the
3: ball yeah. scene?
4: Is it oh, ball yeah.
0: scene? But um
4: But uh, the the new one that they're doing is the uh, the beginning one where Mm. she where she um, he Jaref, (laughs) you know, androgynous Jaref uh, appears like in the bedroom. So it's basically got the massive collar on and stuff and it's like very black. I didn't realize it had bones on. Mm. Uh, They were telling me that it basically they're the the kuras basically has a bones on, and the costume designer said in an interview that they represent the bones of the children that uh, didn't wow. get turned into goblins. <laughs> and you're like, what? okay, <laughs> that wasn't the film. I, about that.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think
4: it's. I don't think it's canon. I think it's oh, literally okay. the costume designer just being like, when I made this, that's what I intended. <laughs> but, you in know, a... so, Choices. Yeah.
1: So, going about the characters that's in it, because uh, as we said before, there is quite a, like a lot of. Like memorable characters in this, even like some of the part, like little, little cameos and stuff. But who were your favorite ca- uh, like characters in the movie? We'll go with okay. Sammy first there because she looked like she was going to speak.
2: Uh, sorry, I go. I just was thinking. Oh, Udo, sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's the it's a little. Oh gosh, there's so many. Um, the little caterpillar, little worm. The little worm. It's a little worm. Hello. Hello.
1: Hello. Just,
4: Yay! I, just, That's amazing, sir.
0: Come in. Have a cup of tea. (laughs) Come on. Uh, make the
1: missus. You don't want to go that way. You want to go
6: that way. way. don't go that way.
1: way. Oh, Oh, if she took
4: that way, she would have gone right to the Goblin King's Castle.
2: (laughs) 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 To
6: be
4: fair, it would have been a
1: shorter movie, to be fair. Um, It
2: would all. I absolutely love the little worm. I just that the colours on that worm, like Mm They were just, oh, they are amazing. Um, yeah, I think you're so cute. There is a couple that I do like. There's a couple of the goblins I like as well. I think <laughs> the class, <laughs> proper little scrunchy faces. <laughs> That's, the <animals>. That's
1: mine. <laughs> what about you, Dan? <laughs> mm. Mm. Serious looking.
2: Um, <laughs> pondering.
3: I-, I can't say I do like like specifically any of them over any of them. I like Ludo because he was like, he, I don't know, you expect something big to be ferocious and yeah, I mean, mean and she saved him and, and he's not. And he calls rocks. I mean, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. You know, of all the things that Ludo could do,
0: he calls rocks. A, it's a special friend.
3: friends. Yeah. yeah, but it, it was just, <laughs> Of all the things that, if you you go into that film and you've never seen it, and you mm. thought, okay, what's Ludo gonna, you know, his thing gonna be? Mm-hmm. Calling rocks wasn't there on the top of my list, <laughs> you know. Um,
1: I think that's why I love about but, fantasy though. It gives you that option yeah. to literally mm-hmm. do anything. It's like, how do we get out of this situation? Fuck it, he can talk to rocks. Yeah, there is there that's is
3: the one other. There's a goblin in the dance magic dance scene trying to catch a chicken with a net right <laughs> and that is my favorite in that scene because he spends the entire time trying to stick that chicken in a net and real chicken yeah and he's got like a long fishing net and it's behind david the whole time and he's trying to loop this chicken chicken's having none of it i, and that- I,
4: I love the whole thing of like the the random chickens in all of the goblin scenes like where has the, <laughs> the goblin fight at the end and they're just running around and you're like what the fuck must these chickens are the chickens have thought was going on <laughs> oh, they so many chickens? Harmed. yeah <laughs> well,
2: no was,
3: chickens were harmed in the making of this movie
4: there was loads
1: of random animals like like we were watching the same last night and there was a, like a random cat just walking along the street and it was like, like in, in the goblin city like oh yeah. there's a cat and that was just its one and only appearance but there was loads of live animals used and like, no puppeteers. Like, when the crows were on the tree, you think, oh, there might be like robotic crows. But no, there were actually live crows jumping along the branches and stuff, which I thought was a nice little touch. But, yeah. What about you, Sarah?
6: Oh, um, choosing my favorite child. Uh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a, there's, there's a couple that I really like. I always enjoy, um, like any scene with Didymus and Ambrosius in. Yes. Um, oh but probably my most quoted character in the movie is after they leave um, the tunnels where the cleaner is and they climb up out of the pot mm-hmm. and they meet the old yeah. man with the with yeah. the uh, turkey hat. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, it's so stimulating being your hat.
4: Yeah, <laughs> that's it. He's just like, oh, it's so lovely. <laughs> it's that perfect voice.
6: That is probably my most quoted character, that one. So I, I, I'm probably going to say him.
1: Oh, very nice. What about you, Graham? Please don't say the bulge. <laughs> That's
4: not a character. It's, it's just it. an important part of one. Mm-hmm. Um, the I'm the same as Dan. I don't I don't really particularly have any love for any specific characters in this. I don't think that any of the characters are like lovable per mm-hmm. se. Like Ludo's cute, but he's not pretty. You know, it, it's a very it's a difficult film, and obviously, like Sarah is a bitch. For the majority of it, yeah. you Absolutely.
6: know. I thought you were and... talking about me there. <laughs> no, like, you know, like oh, no, no. I mean, there is a I, for choosing. I, a I'll call you
4: Peachy. I'll call you Peachy, so we yeah. don't come um But yeah, and then obviously Bowie. Bowie's weird because like Jariff's like intentions are very strange in this. Like you. That's why it makes me think he's an allegory. He's basically, you know, he's not a consistent character. He's basically just saying things. And I don't know if that's bad writing, but but I, I think my favorite characters in it are all of the Terry Jones bits. Like all of the bits we're referencing, you can tell that Monty Python, yes. like Terry Jones and Monty Python wrote the first version of this script because- yeah, screenplay, like, wasn't it? Yeah, because all the, like my favorite things are just the randomness, like the heads, the, the random hand heads, that's genius. Uh, like you're saying the guy's hat where he's just like, oh, it's so stimulating, being your hat. Uh, and then, well, what's my favorite one? The bit where Yeah, the the worm obviously is a very Terry Jones. And then the um what's it called? The 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 rocks that are trying to warn her. And they're <laughs> yeah. like, no, go back. Then and then it's just, just got the one where it's just like
6: to it's
4: disruption. Just... <laughs> Yeah, he's got that one big, no, and he's like, shut up. And he's like, oh, come on, you know, I've been waiting ages to say this. And it's literally, it's the humour that I grew up with, where it's this, like, totally drops the character and it's just a rock in a Yorkshire accent being like, no, go on. (laughs) You know, it's, that's the stuff that makes me like, and the, the little brick. You know where the the stones are getting turned around where she's writing directions oh, yeah. on the stones and then there's this little guy who comes out and he's like ah. your mother is <laughs> a freaking <laughs> hard <fork. laughs> yes, i these things and then the goblins the goblins in the city it's got a goblin who is a turret mm-hmm. it literally it's like hang on And it's got a goblin who is a cannonball and you're like why does the goblin need to be in the cannonball
1: yeah like, <laughs> you know, it's just
4: like, and, it doesn't do anything when it, like, when it
1: fires and doesn't go anywhere. Like, I just fired you, and it's like hopping around mad. It's like, Yeah, we've well, got the other one where
4: it fires it, it gets lodged in the wall, and he's like, I think I hit something. And it's just like, What you know, that that's what I like about it. All the stuff I love is all of the stuff in the mm-hmm. just random Muppets going around, just and yeah, and shit.
1: <laughs> no, um, similarly, like, I. I there's so much to love about the characters but the ones that stand out are the ones only get like a little time but they kind of stay in your memory like the bit in when Sarah's got Toby in her arms and she's like I wish and then then all the goblins are in the cupboard and they're going has he said it yet and he's, going, Shh. And he's going, hey, <laughs> yeah. he like uh-huh. all the faces and stuff and like the big bulging eyes it just out and and like as you said before the trash woman at the end it's going, oh look at these this and say listen you like this don't you or you remember this it's like you like your warhammer don't you <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, 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 it's a film that shouldn't work in in ways because it's it is just batshit crazy but i think in the fantasy realm it it ticks so many right boxes and takes everything that you you kind of want in the film but i think as, as sammy said it it's either going to be like a Marmite movie. I don't know many people that just think, oh, I, I like Labyrinth. I'll, I've watched it. I really love it or it's not for them. So it, it's always been that middle ground type thing. Yeah.
4: I have I to say, I don't think it's a very narratively strong movie. That right. is my hot take. I will do. I think it's a brilliant movie. But when we talk about the story, I don't think the story is oh, particularly right. good. It's a more a kind of cool events mm-hmm. falling through the cool events you know and if that was in an action film you would criticize it Mm -hmm. you know I would criticize it but the fact is because there's so much going Mm -hmm. on and so much to see Mm -hmm. I think it's like for instance the the fireys bit the whole scene with the fireys bit narratively means nothing it's literally just they just appear Mm -hmm. and and I I get I that's my least favorite scene even though it's brilliant but it's because the song the fireys sing like chilly down is all about like getting used to apathy and inaction and you know like laziness like you know like they're effectively like stoners being like oh you don't need to worry about your brother just chill out kind of thing and it's that kind of route that you could go down as a teenager Mm -hmm. rather than accepting your responsibilities and that's that could be far more apparent it could literally just have a scene with dialogue between her and them where they they're actively going hey you Mm -hmm. don't need to find your brother you know slow down kind of thing but instead she just they just appear they do a crazy song she runs away from them and that's that and you're like going, it was cool but narratively what <laughs> you know i don't yeah. know do you, do you agree sarah or do you totally disagree I,
6: no, I, can, I can see what you mean i can see what you mean um i'm just i i find it hard to see like the um the lack of that in it but i think that's just yeah. because of of me having it on a pedestal yeah Yeah. um me personally I think that scene is just kind of like hinting at some of the strange and weird and wonderful creatures that she
1: Mm -hmm. could
6: have met and has probably met in the journey through it
1: it's almost like you know because I know like say they make reference to it at the start with like the book there being Wizard of Oz it's like Jim Jim Henson's version of the Wizard of Oz if he got to like like remake it and just make it as mm. weird and wonderful as it is it's just like instead of following the yellow brick road just going through the labyrinth and meeting all these different things that could could appear um sometimes you i, I to me and i think me and sammy's had this conversation as well i like when things don't get over explained i like to use my own imagination mm. and to think of like wise like again going back on probably an episode that we'll talk about in the future like the my- michael myers aspect i don't need to know yeah. why he kills people i don't need to know why he's evil i like the a fact few rob that... zombie yeah <laughs> <laughs> far
4: too much character explanation
1: yeah but yeah. that that kind of aspect is always like either a look more scary for me and i'll enjoy it more that way but like mm-hmm. this it's kind of like oh sarah's going on a journey and these creatures are just like like around like in the areas and just trying yeah to... and the songs are just something that's like say like doesn't really need to be there, but they are fucking catchy as fuck as well. Oh, like boy I was have, on. I have,
2: some, I have, of cool was... on my playlist
1: still. <laughs>
6: like I, I do, I do. This, <laughs> this here is one of my most prized possessions.
1: Right, yeah, album cover as well. I've,
6: I've got the know. album, and it, and it's a beautiful, um, it's a beautiful lavender disc as well. Oh, it
4: it's, it's one of
6: my most prized possessions. This thing.
4: But it's um, so good, the soundtrack. Like, it's yeah, the fact yeah, of the instrumentals, like, the actual score is so good. And it's all, like, Bowie and... Oh, who's the other guy? Sorry, it's all, it'll be on the back, won't it?
6: Trevor Jones.
4: Yeah. Fuck. Oh, no. Really? Trevor
6: Jones did a lot of the music for it.
4: Oh, I'm thinking of Trevor Horn, sorry. Um, yeah. But, um. no, it, and it's crazy. But it's, like, I mean, my one of my biggest complaints about the film is how good... Underground is and you barely hear it. And you you actually get it. like a verse at the beginning and it just jumps straight into it. I'm like, no, you, just play the whole song. You've
6: got to go it's like so through the credits at the end to get forever. most of that.
4: Yeah, and I'm like, damn
1: it,
6: it's, it's so
4: good. Oh, I was waiting for
1: someone to start singing. Thank you, Dan.
6: <laughs> I sung before we went live, you can had mind.
1: <laughs> but not to be fair, like, see, we've got an hour into it and it's the first time I've had someone sing yet, so we have done well. well. <laughs>
3: It leads me to the relevance of the Escher painting thing yeah. that they do. I mean, if it wasn't a fever dream, please someone explain that to
4: me. No, I, 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 I took this as meaning adulting, mm-hmm. where the fact is it doesn't make sense. It's like in it's complex. Yeah, it's this idea of like, and it's the whole point of it. Does it's not straightforward. It there isn't a actual solution to it. But you still need to do it. You still need to progress, and that's how I would describe describe adult life. It's um like we have in Star Trek, where you have the uh, oh, goodwill will kill me for this. But it's the it's a Japanese word, but it's basically the it means like the unwinnable scenario. Oh, yeah, oh k-
1: the... k- k- kill maroon. Yeah, oh. yes. Roo,
4: where they uh, you basically <laughs> yeah, that's it. Where but you have to accept you're not going to get out of this unscathed, and yeah. that's what I took the Escher painting to be where the only way she solves it is by taking a risk she jumps and Mm -hmm. it it plays out but it might not have and that's adulting you know it's
6: it's kind of like taking that leap into the unknown yeah I I still find that about adulting (laughs) Uh, if you
4: don't take risks you're not gonna get anywhere that's like like, this is what I said to the uh, students like on Thursday uh when I was like giving my life advice Mm-hmm. Kobayashi Maru. Yeah, there we go. Thanks, Google. Um, <laughs> but I was giving life advice, and I'm like, don't be afraid to fuck up because yeah. you're going to, and it's not the end of the world. Every decision doesn't need to be right first time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's what she does. She has to make a leap of faith, and it pays off. But it might not have done. That's, that's growing up.
1: But that's just like everything. Like say, with, even with this podcast, like type thing, we've done like over a hundred and something episodes. And like when even Samuel here at the start, we were sketchy as fuck when we did it. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. we're still sketchy as fuck, but at least we actually don't give as much of a fuck. But we actually enjoy. Yeah, it we a don't bit more. give a,
0: We don't give a shit now. <laughs> we
2: don't give a shit. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Does anyone else did Did anyone else just want to leave the brother there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that kid wasn't on <laughs> I'm yeah. not gonna lie. <laughs>
4: Who was ready? it? Was it? It was Jessica, like Jessica, who's a regular on the uh Monsters Up North with you guys, uh, as well as this. Uh, they were saying that like Toby the kid pissed on David Bowie at one point during filming <laughs> because uh, so she, she he mentioned he he yeah, because Toby he didn't,
6: Froud, he... who now works at Jim Henson's uh company <laughs> because oh, he's, he's so
1: sweet.
6: Yeah. Um, yeah, he um, oh. I think his dad was involved with Jim Henson mm-hmm. at the time of making the movie yeah. and that is why he ended up in the movie um <laughs> but yes he now he actually did a lot of work on the new dark crystal stuff oh. as well I mean, my yeah. little sister was so obsessed with this film she david bowie was her first crush
3: right and she and she was fascinated with his <laughs> uh, heterochromia mm-hmm.
0: because he's mm. got two
3: different eyes and so when it came to naming her kids Two of them sound like they're part of the Italian Mafia, but she's got a Toby as well. Yeah. And he was named after Labyrinth. So you've got oh. Ronnie and Frankie. <laughs> and then you've got um, and
4: Toby. And I, then
3: Toby. So I
4: thought you were going to say she named one of them Hetero and one of them... <laughs> <Cromia. Evan> <laughs> <Cromia> <laughs> like, oh, Well done, Chromio. Well done, <laughs> yeah. Hetero. And, Actually, I'm gay. Shut up, Hetero. <laughs> 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 the, irony. the
0: irony.
1: Yeah, rebellious well, kids dan said something quite uh, interesting <laughs> earlier as well because i know this has been talked about many times throughout the years like leave it alone regarding a remake which I, I completely agree with i don't think this film needs to be remade um the only thing i did wonder if this film because as, as you said it didn't do well if it did do well would be, do you think we would have got more labyrinth movies after this just because of the work they put in to build the world, to build the creatures that was part of of it as well. Yeah. Did did they did
4: they do sequels much? Like I don't think Jim Henson ever no, wanted sequels. Well, the they were like, like, oh, we did this thing, the, did they? The
6: Muppets there there was a lot of like there was a lot of like um manga style like graphic novels as well of mm-hmm. of Harry and On after the Sarah incident or mm-hmm. how Jarus came to be as well. There there are those out there. So there have been like other stories told about it, mm-hmm. um. But I mean, as of twenty twenty, they were technically still working on a sequel. No, oh, they were, a sequel, and it was not a reboot, not a remake, not a reboot, yes. a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually working with the Henson family on it to try and keep everything like. Within the vision, right. um, and the last I heard, it was what? Who was it? Scott Derrickson was down to direct. Okay. Who I think he did Doctor Strange. Right.
4: No, Doctor. Was, well, no. which Doctor Strange? The original. Which Doctor
1: Strange? First
6: one. The first, the one. first
1: not the, one. Not the not the not the, not the no, Sam, Sam Raimi. Sam yeah, Raimi did
4: that. But I it was
6: connected uh, to Doctor Strange. I just yeah. couldn't remember which one. I think it'd
4: be interesting because it's 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 just it's 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 difficult because there's not a good track record with Jim Henson's creature workshop with these things like with uh, the Dark Crystal series I thought that was really good it wasn't what I was expecting and I have to admit it did kind of spoil the original a little bit for me knowing that there's extra elements of the world a little bit Mm -hmm. but the fact it got cancelled is shocking. Like the fact yeah. you're just yeah. going.
6: The cancelled yeah. it, yeah. yeah. I was absolutely devastated. Got a hell of a this. reaction though. Mm.
4: No, it, it was money. didn't yeah. make
1: money. It was the most that expensive TV show that was made for Netflix, mm-hmm. I think, just it's, because it's of the not... sheer the, the sheer production and everything. Yeah, it was costing like it's a couple the... of million per episode.
2: Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, it it's one of those movies that I I, I want to love. But I can't get around the schizis, and Skeksis. I don't think I ever will. I, oh, that's oh. such a shame. I, because I like, I have a lot of friends who love Dark Crystal, and that they were like so excited about them. They were going, they like had workshops and mm-hmm. everything set up mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. I had no idea it was cancelled. That's so sad. Yeah, uh, the, the Dark Crystal is actually my second favorite movie.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm noticing a pattern here. <laughs> I, I
6: know. You... <laughs> I know Simon Pegg did one of the voices for one of the Skeksis in the TV yeah. show.
3: he did the,
4: he did the um, Chamberlain, was, was it?
6: The yeah, the Chamberlain. There was chamberlain, so many good yeah. voice, uh, uh, voices in there because you had like Lena Headley as well yeah. and yeah. Eddie Azard, oh. and there was loads of people in it.
1: I, oh, that's it's sad. funny though, because Sarah, you saying about like they're still working on the same because I've heard names being bounded around to play the Bowie character as well. Uh, I think Tilda Swinston was the last one. Oh. Um, Oh, <laughs> uh, look, I, I, don't now, get me wrong. She is fantastic
3: in Constantine Um, mm-hmm. in all the uh the gender swap movies she does. She does amazing. Mm-hmm. But I'm just at a point now where it feels like we're just going to throw her in for the sake of it because she she does it so well. I don't I have, don't to, have, I have to say, Tilda Swinton. Have him.
5: Right?
4: Tilda Swinton might be my favorite actress. I genuinely adore Tilda Swinton and I think they'd be good as like Jareth in it, but can we not just invent a new character? Things? Yeah, can we yeah. just like not bring I mean, Jareth back and go in hey is head... the world but he is Jareth's son or yeah. daughter or
6: That's yeah. what, that's what I mean Graham in my head the um the the world of the labyrinth the Jareth that we see in the movie is not the first Jareth and will not be the last Jareth. Yeah. I think it's a line of Jareths. That,
1: that's a line of jars. A there line of next jarrah, to be fair. Though, with his balls, <laughs> he could have it laid it. a good
4: seed. So yes.
6: Well, that that that's that's exactly the the basis yeah. of that, isn't it? I
4: mean, he demonstrates that he's got yeah. balls in quite a few scenes, you know, yes, and he throws does. them about yes. quite a lot, you know. Yes. But, uh...
3: Almost throws them as high as he does Toby in Dance Magic Dance. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Eat that baby in the air. Just
4: whoop. Yeah. Uh, you remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe, babe with, the, with power. the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Voodoo? You do. Do what? Remind you of me? Remind oh, you of oh. me? Oh,
0: so babe. close. Blah. Oh, but did my you? I thought my babe would cry, but it's difficult to Oh my God!
4: It's gone a bit. It's gone a bit, Louis Armstrong, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like I
0: thought
1: know. my babe would cry. It's <when> gone <laughs> a bit, Jody and, and Louis Armstrong you all
6: mixed
1: oh, in yes.
6: that's not a hundred percent original song, you know. Is it not? No. Oh, here's
2: Sarah's breaking illusions now. Oh my
6: God!
1: What <laughs> with the facts.
6: It's from a movie. Um, a movie. A movie <laughs> in 1947 <laughs> called "The Bachelor and the Bobby Soxer." Right. And there's a scene where one character says, "Hey, you remind me of a man," and the other person goes, "What man? <laughs> the man with the power. What power? The power of who do you do? <laughs> who do you do? Do what remind me of a man? All oh,
1: right." <laughs> So Bowie ripped someone off
6: the bloody thieves. Oh,
1: <laughs> <damn yeah.
4: laughs>
1: Plagiarism is
6: finest.
4: We've got it. We've got to think about like a lot. Bowie took a lot of drugs, so (laughs) this whole thing, like my my favorite Bowie album is actually his craziest, which is like uh, number one outside, which came out in 1994, I think.
1: Mm
4: -hmm. Uh, And it's absolutely crazy. And all of the lyrics are just him just coming up with mad stuff. And they recorded for like hours at a time with just improvising and him just spilling off random stuff and then bringing it into a narrative in editing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. and you just and his his way of doing things he'd do lyrics where he just write down phrases put them into a hat pull them out and he'd be like okay here's the lyrics so you know it would be like he'd write a line and then he'd pull out another one and be like oh cool and then rearrange them into like lyrics Mm -hmm. so you got songs that everyone's attributing meaning to and he's like these are random words like lines Mm -hmm. I pulled out of a hat so it makes sense that he would put film lines in and stuff and be like yeah I'm just gonna reference that and oh I'm gonna do that and yeah, I mean, he didn't. He probably didn't know the Internet was going to come when we could research it and be like, oh, look, there's a film from the 1940s. He's like, I great. hope I'm dead when Sarah points that out on a podcast. <laughs> oh, yes,
1: no. I, and I think at the time when we got this movie as well, as you mentioned, Dark Crystal, but we did get a lot of different fantasy years around. Like one of my other favorites is Legend with uh, the Scientologist superstar. He is Tom, Tom Cruise. But with
3: you've invoked
1: Curry. them now. You say
3: them three times and they turn up in their blockbuster uniforms at your house. Don't, don't you... <laughs> I've
6: warned you. I have warned you. We do not oh. say that name out loud. Yes. Did you know, do you know what? Mm-hmm. It was actually being filmed at the same studio as Labyrinth at the same time. And the yeah. cast used to actually lunch together. So you now have the image of David Bowie dressed as... Um, Addressed as Jarrus having lunch
1: with darkness oh if they haven't got that picture that would be amazing that's
4: that's crazy though that those two iconic films like were done at the same time it's like you know we we speak we wax lyrically about how wonderful the 80s were and you're just like it's brilliant like you know the amount of crazy stuff that happened you know
1: and I love the way you put it as well earlier the risks that took in the 80s it wasn't about as you said making a franchise i think we did this at the Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. SunnyCon like like last year where we had the conversation about 80s versus 90s movies in the 90s movies they were looking for the next franchise the next big movie thing next things to move on the 80s they were just just wanted to tell good stories and just have just put something on film where the imagination could go wild at times Mm -hmm, and just mm -hmm. like say it was such a a free and and exciting time for a lot of different things and that's why the 80s for me will always be uh, the best movies, especially with having the greatest movie of all time, The Goonies.
0: It's, it's <laughs>
4: Which is a hell of a risk, because that movie is insane. Like The Goonies, where you just go, OK, guys, some kids get kidnapped by genuine criminals, and then they find a pirate ship full of gold. Called and you're like, what? Yeah, it's called one Eye Willy. Try I, suggesting that in a movie with kids nowadays. I
3: still love Josh Brolin's story about that. I don't know whether you guys covered it on the-, the Oh, please the tell it.
1: Podcast, I, I, I tell it, please.
3: Where he bombed down the, the water slide into that final one, uh, the final scene,
1: mm-hmm. and none
3: of them, none of the kids knew about mm-hmm. the ship. Um, and so he, he comes bombing down he, he goes in the water and they they pre-warned them before they, they said go. Mm -hmm. just react, just react. We want your first reaction. And he popped up and he went, fuck me, that's a big shit. (laughs) And so they had to retake Josh Brolin coming down the slide to get a different reaction because he
2: he swore. So he was just
3: like, because he wasn't expecting it at all. And it was his genuine reaction. I've seen interviews with him saying like, I ruined the first take. And they were so pissed off because they couldn't capture my initial like reaction. Because I was like,
1: fuck me. I, I, I knew about the kids not being shown the ship before. Yeah. So you, you generally got the I think I think we we'll covered that. But I didn't know he'd done that. So that's just me. Yeah. I, 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 I need to do another Goonies episode. Get Dave, <laughs> get Dave on. So yeah.
3: Oh, Dave will tell everybody they're wrong about everything. Because he's so convinced that he is the, the number one fan. I'm your number one fan. But yeah, he is. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's... I went past the sound stage. we weren't allowed in because they were filming it when we went to um, Warner Brothers Studios. Mm-hmm. And they have a big plaque on it, which is their water stage. But when you see it from outside, doesn't look that big. Yeah. When you see it in the movie, if mm-hmm. a pirate ship, 11 million tonnes of water or something absolutely obscene, mm-hmm. all that water slide bit, the rocks, and you're thinking to yourself,
2: Wow, logistic <laughs>
3: how wise, how, how the
2: hell? Yeah, I've have noticed recently on TikTok that a lot of people, like on my on my for you page, are visiting the the sets, mm. like the houses yeah. of the Goonies, and I'm like, has he infiltrated my TikTok somehow? <laughs> like, how has he done this? <laughs> Why Goonies. am I seeing this?
1: Goonies is life. That's what, that's what it is. But yes, um, oh, I'm gonna have to revisit the Goonies now. Yes, that that's something that because i think last time it was just me and you that did it sam so i would like to get yeah. some other people's perspectives on the greatest movie that was ever ever made but yes and i have it <laughs> and i have tried to email and sean Aston as well to ask him to come on so <laughs> them emails are getting sent as we speak <laughs>
3: <laughs> i know Lisa. that andy you know the lady that played andy she's actually doing northern ireland Monopoly's northern ireland comic-con mm-hmm. and we're all gutted because it's like it's too far for us to go because we yeah. can't, you know, logistically, it's, it, stuff. it's crazy. But I was just like, of all the shows,
5: yeah.
3: they could have chosen.
5: <laughs> they
2: chose that one.
3: Great for Northern Ireland. You know, I'm so happy you've got her. But like, of yeah. on a long list of people I would have liked to have met.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Cast from the Goonies is up there. But to be fair, I see Sean Austin quite a lot at shows. So
5: oh, he was- Oh, well.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it, it oh Sean, just...
4: Sean, hello.
3: He put me off when he was singing James Blunt the other time I saw him. So I was just like, oh, he, he was walking past to the audience. And he went, everybody, you know this song, join in. You're beautiful. And us Brits were all just looking at him going-
1: I, st- I still <laughs> would've got on board. I, I don't care. I would've done yeah. Goody for life. I'd, I'd everybody was a... just like
3: giving him the proper like, yeah. We don't like James. We don't <laughs> talk about James
0: but he's Our funny.
1: Vampire. But we always laugh, we always laugh about cuz if, we ever, give did, James... no, if okay. we ever did James if we ever did just uh, yell
4: back your your aganji.
1: <laughs> yeah, we always said if we got a uh, John Aston on the podcast I would not allow Sammy to mention Lord of the Rings. We would only we, be able to talk we, about the Goonies. We, we said
2: what? <laughs> we we would, said what? There'd
1: be if no talk of Lord of the Rings shape with Sean Austin. Sorry.
2: Epi- if you go back to that episode, I did not fucking agree to the whole Goonies thing. I can mute you. I said you. It's I fine. would fight <laughs> for the Rings. I
3: think,
4: I think we could definitely mention one of his lesser films, like the Goonies. Uh, but I think yeah. we should also oh, mention... Nice like,
3: one. Well, let's you know, not forget the pinnacle of Sean Austin's career, which was... As we know it, California man. The mine. rest of the world Encino man. But you know that was the.
2: We don't know where Encino Wait, is. <laughs> this is
4: the. This is the thing, though. It's like what's that meme? I've seen a meme where it's basically just when you know, like when someone references, "Oh, Sean Austin, oh, the guy from Stranger Things," and you're like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> you know, "Fuck <laughs> off!" Right? That's either him for the Goonies or Fifty First Oh, he
3: was <laughs> no, in he just, like... Toy Soldiers, which people yes. forget the about. That movie. Magic. And yeah. that was Andrew Divoff, uh, mm-hmm. was the bad guy in that. And then you had uh Sean Austin, you had Will Wheaton, mm-hmm. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. and you mm-hmm. had um, Keith uh, cool Coogan from Adventures and Babysitting as well. Brad, he was in that, so it was like that. that I i love that film. Oh,
1: so, and Babysitting, you know, that's another episode. I'll have to do, yeah. That's an, I'm yeah in, absolutely. I'm
3: in the list now. Yeah. My yes. all time favorite film.
2: Adventures
3: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Babysitting is my all time favorite film. And mm-hmm. last year, Dave and Leslie went to Rhode Island Comic Con and they met them all. They met Elizabeth Shue. Oh. They met. Uh, well, I've met Keith before because I was lucky enough he did the show a couple of years ago.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: so I, I met Keith and that was I, I probably the first time in years I ever got starstruck by somebody. And I just stood there and he's going. Um, your mate told me you sung at his birthday party because I did. I sang, um, "Babysitting Blues" because I did a turn for him, and I just went. Words left the building. I left the building. I was just like a shell, just standing there going, and because it was just, it's always been my absolute favorite film. So,
1: well, yeah, I'm gonna have to sort something out for you, Dan. Don't worry, we'll sort something out with that one, but um. But yes, Labyrinth, sorry, I've got off off chat. So um so everyone liked
4: Labyrinth. <laughs> <Except for> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> everyone liked Labyrinth and
2: the Goonies is still an RA right film. No, so I'm gonna say The like, Goonies is a great
4: to... film, it's just not
1: the greatest film ever, Paul. Oh, bless you, Graham. It was nice knowing you. You've been kind of
4: someone's already said in the chat. Uh, what is it? Oh, it's good seeing Graham's last uh, episode. <laughs> of the He's abnormal.
2: always welcome on monsters.
3: <laughs> I will say that I do agree with Graham, though. I mean, I like the film and it has fond memories and it's very nostalgic. And I'm quite protective over the fact I don't want anybody to remake it. However, like you say, the whole story is about a child kidnapper <laughs> and a girl trying to go 78 miles in 13 hours and then he drops a couple of hours off through these really, really ridiculous, you know, set of circumstances to get her brother back and in the end she just puts him in bed with a teddy and then flops back off in a bedroom. It's like did she really have to go through all that could she not have just left him there well why didn't she pick him up and comfort him at the very first at the beginning instead of kept screaming it's
4: but it's because it no i'll disagree but it's because it's a coming of age it's the fact of like the 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 adventure she goes through is how she becomes that at the end but it's the idea of just it's a bit sort of thrown through scenes. But I guess to be fair, it's it's under two hours long. I genuinely always thought it was like two and a half hours or something. And watching it, it was like, this needs more scenes. Like I genuinely was watching it, being <laughs> I, like, I think this would be film, a better you should, film. You
1: should film your own scenes and add it to it.
4: <laughs> no, I was I was joking about this with someone the other day. I thought, oh, who was it? About the idea of just filming. Things that should have been in movies and just being like, <laughs> oh, okay, but doing them as crap as possible, like as in the worst possible, like special effects. You know? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> very good. Yes.
3: Oh, just by the way, just to prove my love.
4: Oh yes, <laughs> yes.
3: So yeah, I forgot I had that t-shirt on there.
1: Because <laughs> uh, it was called my... "Adventures with ba- Babysitting" in the, in the UK, but what was it called in America? It Was called something different. A ones. Night on the Town. A night on the Town. That was it. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Sarah, with you being the Uber f- f- labyrinthon is there anything you want to add before we uh, wrap, wrap it up there?
6: Oh, a short one. <laughs> you did it, Sarah! Well
4: done! <laughs> <laughs> there, i scared of... the shit out of the dogs. <laughs> there's loads of stuff we can still talk about, if I'm perfectly honest. Oh it?
6: yeah, yeah. I I, I mean, I, I've, I've got my notes.
1: Tell <laughs> <laughs> so, us with your notes then, Sarah.
6: I mean, uh... <laughs> you put her on the spot now. You put us on the spot now. Can we talk about the ballroom scene?
4: The non-scene. Well, to be fair, isn't the ballroom scene <laughs> the only scene in the movie with no Muppets in it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's
6: there's,
4: it's, there's, it's quite uh, creepy at times. It's a creepy it's, film. It's, it's,
6: it's, yeah, I'm not going to deny any of that side, but
1: mm-hmm.
6: I would like to approach the scene as somebody who was once, oh, once right. a
2: teenage girl.
5: Right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> so sorry
1: <laughs> the dog agrees though that's fine
2: i'm so sorry the, the dog's off. like
1: i'm getting the word <laughs> <laughs>
2: the, the, the worst part about <laughs> it is <laughs> she starts the three of them start
0: mm-hmm. sorry <clears throat>
2: Carry i'm being caught <laughs> in the chat sorry <laughs> <laughs>
6: um no the thing is yes i know it can um it can be seen as um a, a very odd scene between mm. a man of Bowie's age and a girl of Sarah's age as what she was in the movie. Mm. Um but I've got a bit of a controversial opinion on that side of things. I would like to think that it was looked at more as the teenage girl's fantasy. Yeah.
5: Right. Um
6: oh, yeah oh her. because going going from it I mean think about back when you were a teenager Sammy you Dan I mean Graham and Paul even as well were your crushes older than you?
2: Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think, it, I think and,
6: you're totally right. Yeah. It's very
4: much but from that, from, like... from
6: from my point of view, there was always like the the the, the daydream of being whisked away by one mm. of your crushes, which would have been dodgy as hell if you were 13 and they were 33.
2: Yeah, we, yeah. That's I, I,
6: well,
0: that,
4: that's what the that's what the uh, Baron said. The novel does where basically it's. She has a massive crush on her, uh, on her wife's, on, on her, and mom's her mother's boyfriend, boyfriend ah. who's like this actor played by David Bowie. That's why she's got the scrapbook. That's why she's mm-hmm. got the pictures. And this is basically her coming of age thing of basically, you know, like, obviously the 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 hot guy in her fantasy is Mm -hmm. the mum's boyfriend who she's got a crush on and Mm -hmm. and i I think that's it from that angle there's nothing wrong with it it's the fact that she has a crush on him and that this is what she wants but then i think because bowie wouldn't play it that way it comes across as a bit more weird and standoffy yeah yeah Mm -hmm.
3: see i always thought saw it as like a a father-daughter dance though Like, I didn't see it I as think anything. That's how,
0: how Bowie puts yeah. it across. You know? i never yeah. saw
3: anything sort of sexualized about it. Um, no. Other than, yeah, okay, if you look at it, the age is a bit weird, but like, no. it seemed more like she was searching for him because in her head, he, by him, doing what he's done, she's perceiving it as him caring or giving her attention. Mm -hmm. And she's clearly attention starved at home because her uh, her stepmom and her dad are always going out or whatever Mm -hmm. that setup was about. So Mm -hmm. by him doing what he's doing, he's showing her affection or attention that she's not been getting. So her chasing him around the room for me was like looking at it from a psychology point of view was Mm -hmm. her seeking the attention she needs. And when she gets it, she doesn't want it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel right, and then she—that's yeah. when she leaves the bubble, you know. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to look into it too deep because it's just a film with puppets.
6: But you know, in the same way, <laughs> <scene, laughs> one of
5: the greatest films ever. Fuck, yeah. oh, yeah.
4: it's just a film with it's, puppets. It's just kind
6: of like going back to like that viewpoint that the film, the whole film, is basically taking place inside her head.
1: Yeah. Yeah because I have got I do, absolutely and I do like that everything now now like i know it's, uh, i've watched the movie so many times the years and dance like explained it earlier and i was like Shit, I, I, i've got a whole different perspective to this movie now mm-hmm. and i'd say that's probably as you said now the ballroom scene seems le- a little bit less creepy i admit there's been times <laughs> where i've watched it, i've like go, oh this doesn't really feel yeah. right in, in these terms they're, they're up, like if, if the BBC was around, there, there would be so- certainly investigations going on and stuff oh. like that. <laughs> but,
2: uh... I, I can't repeat so the messages me. my husband's been sending us while we've been recording this about <laughs> that scene. <laughs> I can't repeat them.
6: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that was it. there is even a statue of Jareth in her room at the start of the movie. Yeah,
4: yeah, it's, it's out at the end as well. I think it's mm-hmm. more prominent at the end when she's, yeah. you know, she gets back
6: it's it's the whole thing i think that she's basically just living out the play that she was acting out Mm -hmm. in her dream and that that is basically all of it she the character in the book wants to be desired by a king Mm -hmm. um and that's the way she's playing it you know what
4: i think While while we're talking about like remakes while we're talking about sequels i would want if they were to do something, I wouldn't want live action. I would I would want Studio Ghibli to do it because it mm. fits their stuff perfectly. It definitely
6: fits like, their style.
4: Because, you know, stuff like Spirited Away, which is effectively, we have that point in that where there is, she goes through the tunnel and everything from there is a dream until mm-hmm. the bit at the end where she comes back and she's like, okay, I know better. I'm optimistic about this new life ahead of me mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that's what this is. It's basically that... Hitting that point and realizing, oh, I'm an adult now, you know.
3: But in saying that, that fits within that 80s remit because most of the Studio Ghibli's ones, like Spirited Away, and yeah. some of those, they were all in the early 80s, mid 80s. So Spirited
4: Away, Spirit Away was like late 90s, two thousands, I think. I'm, I'm well, thinking of Kiki's Delivery and Totoro, and they were
3: in the 80s. So yeah. it, it, the, the narrative of the 80s girl, teenage girl comes of age thing, which is a trope that is played in nearly every fucking
5: movie
3: yeah. in the 80s and then flipped on its head a young boy coming of age, you know, mm. it, part and parcel. But if it wasn't for those movies, none of us would have delusions of what it's like to be uh, a teenager, really, because, yes. you really? know. We all
1: wanted to live the American fantasy at times. That's <laughs> it. Oh, different things. But... Me, make... 100%. But um,
3: Go, going back to the ball scene, though, Sarah, I, I felt like ball
4: scene. Which one? <laughs> yeah.
6: There
5: are so many.
4: The, 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 shiny, one. Gift. the shiny one,
6: shiny <laughs> one. They're all shiny.
0: Um, <laughs> the, Look at them the, shine. See them the people, shine. It's the turned into what is name, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Something run from run Mr. From mirror.
3: <laughs> the people in the background. Mr.
4: Susan, that's it. <laughs> Mr.
3: Susan. Look at them shine. See them. It's very Bacchanalian, you know, like when you're seeing um, all the, the the people. It's like it's not sexual. It's very touchy touchy. Mm-hmm.
6: Um, how they're like lolling over each other. I I I heard in the book it was a lot more uh, in... orgy like. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: So I could you could tell there was sort of something under mm-hmm. line, Like they were all very like like I say. That's why I'm bringing the word in bacchanalian because mm-hmm. it, it it felt very. Mm-hmm. drugs and alcohol and 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 very grown up and she's the one thing they're all staring at because she shouldn't be there
1: i wonder like, if, uh, i mean i mean yeah, that's where there. Kubrick got his idea for eyes wide shut type thing. But...
6: i mean if you look at that she's going in with eyes like <laughs> wide open mm-hmm. um and nope. she's just kind of like she's got that complete innocence face and she's the only one in there without a mask on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As well. It, it's it's yeah. making making the attention drawn to her mm-hmm. um in in that. I did get told sh- a,
1: a, a quite it, it could either be a sweet story or it could be a creepy <laughs> story. It depends how yeah. you how you look at it, really. Um Jennifer Codley's husband, uh Paul Bettany, um yeah. a vision vision, a vision out of yeah. the Avengers for the for the Uncouth or the guy from um a night's tale that's that's well. Chaucer. <laughs> um, like
5: Chaucer, yeah. yeah.
1: Basically he Fell in love with Jennifer Connolly through Labyrinth and wanted to like to date her, so that's how his obsession grew. And then he ended up marrying her,
4: yeah. Oh, I have to not, say, that's, though,
2: that's it's not odd. <laughs> Jennifer Connolly's
4: Jennifer Connolly is like really difficult because I think everyone has it, everyone has it where there's someone they liked and then they're like, oh, wait, that's weird, like, um loads of my mates had a massive crush on Jennifer Connolly in Labyrinth and they still do even mm-hmm. though she's 15 at the time of filming uh but she doesn't look it I'll, you know she looks a lot older in the actual film but it's like going that's a bit creepy yeah uh, <laughs> it's no
1: I, it's always a strange one but like said that ball saying that because like, uh, I know Donna who's in the chat she's getting married this year and that, that's just what I imagine her wedding to be like, yeah. like the ball scene from Labyrinth.
4: That'd be great with the masks. <laughs> the um, masks,
6: seen, yeah. yeah. A friend of mine actually considered As the World Falls Down for their first dance. Oh. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, it lost out to the spy who loved me. <laughs> <don't>
3: um, <laughs> but it's it was an a close interesting second.
4: battle there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I
3: have a friend who got married as Sarah from the ball scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, her husband wasn't in full. -hmm. Hectoral tights at Mm -hmm. the time of the wedding, but like he had a longer, (laughs) he had a longer, uh, like take on Mm -hmm. the thing. But yeah, she had the full dress, she had like, um, the headpiece made, and Mm -hmm. you know, it absolutely stunning, absolutely stunning. But it was one of those things where I just think that's a lot of effort
5: yeah <laughs> just for just for one yeah. day just do what
3: i did i'm gonna we're off to salem and we're gonna just get married in our temple and then we're done you know it's that's how we're doing it no <laughs> honest to god hands on heart that is what's happening i
1: was like please yeah. take videos and that, that just sounds amazing but yeah
3: yeah take <laughs> me oh. with you because <laughs> <laughs> if i tell people like um i go to a temple they're like it's like I, I'm a, a member of the um,
4: <laughs> the Satanic
3: tem- the Satanic Temple is mm-hmm. what me and my other half are part of. Is um, this a
4: little, the Levee religion? No, no, okay,
3: that's cool. that's no, yeah. We're the yeah. we're the uh, atheists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, we're the ones that keep suing. <laughs> we keep suing the American government about the abortion clinic. Yeah,
0: right. and
3: we've made um, abortion uh, a religious right. Mm-hmm so that women in America can now, if they join the religion, have access to free abortion.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Fucking Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, there's, and a brilliant say, document, there's a brilliant documentary on Netflix about the say, whole organization. Yeah. It is. I love it. I love it. Yeah. We, the thing, with is, you. thing is,
4: people people complain because obviously the guy who's in charge of the satanic temple is an absolute dickhead but the whole point is trolling. The whole point is pointing out how stupid exactly. religion is, yeah, exactly. how stupid it is. And I'm like going, why did you think he would be a one, You know, a great guy? He's literally just like, lols, you know? Lu- like, but it's whole... so good what they do.
3: Yeah, like, Lucian's whole MO is basically, if you can have a visual representation of your religion, your gods, be it either any of the denominations that there are across the entire world, why can't we have our um Lord and Savior. <laughs> Why can't we have Satan? Mm-hmm. Um Satan doesn't mean that we believe in Satan, it no, means it's yeah. a representation of everything that is against the, the religions. But mm-hmm. honestly, yeah. so the work that they do is absolutely amazing. God, and I, I'm I'm not someone who bangs on about stuff like that because religion is personal, you know. Mm-hmm. If you believe in what you believe, that's your mm-hmm. good for you, you know. Um yeah. but yeah. That's no, exactly. but when, you
1: are getting a lot of love the religion, Done. Everyone's like very much yeah, love yeah. so. <laughs> No,
4: I'm it's when it's when in religion. Right there. It's when religion takes away the rights of people who aren't part of that religion. <laughs> that's mm. the whole thing that the Satanic Temple fight against. Where it's going. Oh well, you can't have abortion because I believe that that's killing mm-hmm. living children. You're like going. Well, okay. Where's the evidence for that? Oh, you you you're believing it on faith, and you have absolutely no evidence. It's okay, very well, science based. on faith. Yeah. Yeah. Therefore, we have a legal right, right? You know, and it, it's very much, it, it's very clever because obviously, if America's like, oh, religion is a right, then they're like, cool, we're a religion. Oh, but you're not a real religion. Well, how are you a real religion? Uh, well, You know, and you're just going,
1: <laughs> right, okay. But that's, but that's when it always yeah. gets messy and stuff like that as well. Because as you said, everyone's got the right to believe what they're, it's when they're trying to force that belief on yeah. other people yeah. that's where it gets like, well, I'm very much against it type thing because everyone's got the comfort. Fair to play to them. I know me and me and Graham's made many a jokes about God being a made-up imaginary ca- character. Um, uh, prove is wrong. I, I uh, make a lot of jokes. <laughs> because I,
4: I'm I'm agnostic because obviously I'm a person of science where I basically just go, you need proof before you can believe in something. But the mm-hmm. fact is, you know, I'm not going to say I'm fully atheist because I'm no. just going, you know, I teeter. I teeter between appears,
3: agnostic and atheism because. If, if,
4: yeah, if it appears Factors. in evidence, you're like, oh, cool. This is just a thing that we couldn't measure before. But now we actually know that it's there. But until that happens, mm-hmm. but we uh, get.
1: But, yeah, um, but I, I created a Lord that is Jareth's bulge. That's that's
4: that's where we are. Now. Yeah, only so, uh, totally Lord and Savior is Keiko O'Brien. Mm. The, 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 the great, the no, great no, beast, the destroyer that, of worlds. That's for Friday. <laughs> eh? That's Friday
1: night. Sunday it's Jareth.
4: <laughs> Don't anger her. She'll find us.
1: Yes. So, yes. <laughs> so i always would recommend like if if anyone hasn't watched any fantasy films or start like like especially if they're younger as well like say to try out like especially yes, in this, this genre as, as a gateway to like to find and move into certain different aspects so mm-hmm. i will always have a soft spot and again i'll probably watch this movie at least twice a year um oh. and it'll always have a soft spot I, I know like by the sound to you guys the and i love when movies do make people feel like that when and that's it could be like a most complicated story could be a, a simple story but it's like the characters that we get and the that, them moments in time that uh sorry to go all mushy but that's what like, oh. that makes the movies magic for me
0: mm.
2: oh well that's a lovely way to end tonight because that was so sweet <laughs> after the Conversations we've had during <laughs> it. <laughs> can, I, can I just
4: mention two things that I want to get off my chest? Two things about the film that I want to mention mm-hmm. are yep. um, a the wonderful, the wonderful uh, commentary on consumerism. That is the the woman with all the stuff mm-hmm. it's this idea of, you know, and our society nowadays to get political, it's the fact of it's very much this whole like, hey, you know, you need you need new things, you need to lose weight, you need to do this, you need to become that, you need to get married, you need to have kids, you need to, like, have these toys, you know, you need to buy these things, you know, it's this idea of don't look at the problem, and try to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. Enjoy all of these creature comforts. And to have that in the 80s, where it's very much like going, hey, cool, you're happy, you have all this cool stuff. Keep compliant, and it's very much kind of a criticism on that. That I think is like you know, great that they managed to fit that in. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about is the um, the bit that always confuses me is the door puzzle, the uh, where you know, where she's got the two guards, and she's oh, yes, that makes them. no sense mm-hmm. at all. I still don't get this because. Does she? There's loads of things. A, does she make the right decision? And B, is Hoggle actually taking her the wrong way later? And Jareth's doing a bit? Or was Hoggle actually betraying Jareth? Because I don't know. Because, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm really confused by all of that. Like
1: Yeah, we tried working it out last night. And the door puzzled, like, guessing, you must be saying this, or he must be telling the truth, because he can't lie. That The the first door says...
4: Well, the, the, the one she goes through, the door goes like, oh, one of us always tells the truth and one of us always lies. So he must be telling the truth or the game doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if, if he's telling truth about that, then he must be telling the truth. Because otherwise it would be like, oh, well, they both tell the truth then. Right. But then, yeah, it, it does my head in every time I watch <laughs> it, I try and solve it and then just go like, no, no, no idea.
1: <laughs> and was... Do you guys
4: have a take on that?
1: Oh, it's just... It, it... Blows me brain trying to think of it. I, I've never been able to work it out yet.
4: I don't know what we're talking no. about. No, no one has a take. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. I'm glad I <laughs> brought that silencer up. <laughs> well,
3: you got the you got the door knockers as well, haven't you? You know, yeah. There's two sections about which doors to go through yeah. in both of them, and I, I guess if we're looking into it again as like with a psychology thing, they are obviously turning points
0: mm-hmm. for yeah.
3: Sarah to make these big decisions. Mm-hmm. that she's never had to make before yeah. and uh i i can't see like on the first one like you're saying i never I'm, I'm with you guys it does never make any sense whatsoever that little bit Well, if he's telling the truth then you must be and you must be lying but it's the way she says the riddle that you go
2: eh? yeah
4: yeah i'm it's like she, she, she's confused or... you
2: as a viewer that's what she's done she's riddled you guys yeah.
4: But, my, my friend pointed out that she's yeah. actually talking bollocks, like her logic is flawed, but she still gets the right door. But I don't know if that's true. You know, maybe yeah. she
6: just, I mean, them. it was a 50, 50 chance really, wasn't it?
4: Yeah. yeah that's a, but unless was it they both go the right death? way and the, death, the, the yeah. puzzle's a lie. Yeah. Yeah.
6: So
3: was the oubliette supposed to be uncertain death? Or was there another option that was way worse?
6: Or did the other option take you to the castle? Or oh, back
5: to the <laughs> if Hubble oh,
3: hadn't what?
6: turned up in the oubliette, would she have just stayed there? because? Yeah. She wouldn't have known to pick the piece of wood up off the floor. No, no that's
1: yeah. true. There's so, yeah, many, so, so many different little areas that you probably never get answers. But it, it, I love that you think you can still think or ask the like ask the questions as well. But good thing as well, you mentioned the door knockers as well, because because aren't you selling them on on your website, Dan? Uh,
3: yes, we have some door knockers.
1: Yes, the door knockers from London <laughs> you can buy from Bleeding Marvelous's Do you, website. Dan? <laughs>
3: And <laughs> um, we also hey! have we also have the worm. The worm will be here at the end of the week, hopefully. Um the, the wetter version mm. of the worm. Um they're really expensive <laughs> and I'm so sorry for that, guys. They are <laughs> so expensive, but they're wetter, so they're good quality and um
6: the wetter the better. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Would agree. We are trying to do them roughly around five pounds cheaper than we found anywhere else just to 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 make it a little less stingy.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um but I promise you, we've tried to keep the cost down on it. I, I just, I hate saying how much they are. So my brain just doesn't want to say it out loud. <laughs> when we have anything high priced, I really feel guilty. And I'm all like, are you sure you want to buy this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible saleswoman,
6: terrible.
4: Yes, You know, well, this but, is uh, the thing about nerddom. Thing, things cost as much as someone's willing to pay for them. Yeah, and you absolutely. know that there's going to be someone who has that much cash. Who's like, I want that worm. I never thought I'd say that out loud. That is a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> that is weird, but, you know, okay, I've never said that. You know, well, yes, to be so to you for me. if you like any weird and
1: wonderful gadgets and, like, say, a movie or horror memorabilia, please check out Dan's website. The link will be in the description below uh, down there, um, like, and um, they are good quality stuff you get as well, like, especially if you see her at the con. Literally, we spent probably about an hour just looking over the stuff. They were just, like, say, <laughs> stuff you wanted to buy, you have to buy. So, yes. Uh, that's my sales pitch there. Not very good, but I do try.
6: <laughs> can I ask a question? Of course about, you can. Uh, of, of I just want to know if any of you guys have spotted the hidden Bowie faces in the movie. Yes. Oh, the, the only the only two one. of the
4: obvious ones, yeah. but I know there's more. There's you know? seven.
1: Oh,
4: there... I've spotted three, I think. But
1: There's I seven think of them.
6: At
3: least one or two. I know the one where he uh, the rocks are all placed in strategic...
6: I think like that's the probably easiest one to find yeah. that one yeah.
3: Um and then oh, there
6: is another one but I do know one at least one more. I know this. Yes. You have to look in like the top corners of the screens for like uh, in amongst the rocks of the the labyrinth walls and in the branches and things like that. The branches
4: yeah.
1: that's one. That, yeah, yeah, the, that's I've
4: only seen the massive stone one and the one in the branches. I haven't seen any of the others. So there's a game for
1: the people who are listening at home there you go spot all the all the bowies and post it on the facebook group and show us where the bowies are so there so that is the contest for the nerds there we'll give you homework (laughs) for once haha so yes Mm -hmm. so thank you guys so much for partaking in the labyrinth chat i know i've tried to finish it a few times sorry it's been a hectic day um joining on monday tomorrow for the wonderful dan and sammy's and peaches uh monsters up north The other where, peaches. where they are totally, not me no the goth peaches um like I say, and peaches and scream yes peaches and scream mm-hmm. and she has a chucky with her as well um, mm-hmm. um talking about don't Ch- just
0: stand <laughs> <laughs>
5: no, mind just
1: stand as there uh chucky and tiffany so they're talking about all about killing dolls and um, like I said, Jennifer, oh, Jennifer Tilly will probably be mentioned a few times, hopefully.
2: Oh, quite a bit. <laughs> quite a bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Good quite to a know. bit. Good to know. Um, Graham and Goodwill will be live on Friday, on doing the second episode of Strange New Worlds. Um, yeah. Don't know what time it is. Um, we will not be live next Sunday. Well, we, we will, will be. Not. We will be live, just not on the internet. We will be. <laughs> On the main stage at a convention up in the northeast called SunnyCon, it's going to be full of loads of anime people, the Jodies and crazy assholes. And uh, then they've got to
2: listen to us for an hour talking about cartoons. Yes,
1: <laughs> and we have to try and be child friendly as well.
2: Yes, we
1: do. <laughs> when we say child
4: friendly, we're not meaning it. it? <laughs> no.
1: We're oh, not okay. going to get children on the <laughs> stage and,
4: and be friendly no. with them, Graham. No. Right? Okay. Because <laughs> no, no, well, no. I'm, you I'm, just I'm not done swear. with that.
1: Well no, you just swear. the only way I'm gonna get around this, because I'm gonna s I am going to <laughs> i can not do it because it's a nervous thing, especially like being on stage. I am gonna put this out and this will be oh. live.
4: Seven thirty time... on Friday for trekking up north. Yeah, <laughs> Goodwill's just prompting me in the chat. I, I will there tell,
1: you. don't worry. Um next Sunday I am gonna say this. I am gonna put a swear jar. So every time <gasps> I do swear, I need someone in the audience to take a note and keep account count. I will put one pound in the swear jar for every time i swear and that will go to charity and i'll let like say i'll let someone from like say the discord or um on the group choose that charity but i promise because i can't promise i'm not going to swear sorry donna i love you i know you put us on the main stage and i do appreciate it but i don't think i'm going to go get through an hour without my nerves and swearing in front of an audience so uh, yeah,
4: surely, at least plan it to be comedic, where yes. basically you don't swear for the whole thing, and then you right the are end. like, "Thank fuck, we got over that."
1: <laughs> <laughs> <But yes. laughs> right, at the end. But yes. So that that is going to be like, see our little task there. We will have stickers. Um, we will be approachable. Uh, we are hoping to meet a few people that we've never met before. Uh, say hello in person. Uh, please lick a goodwill. Goodwill likes to be licked. So, yes. Yes. That is uh, a must. That is a must. Does not a like hypocrisy. being licked. Do not lick. For so goodwill. we we do have what? some special stickers as well where they are shiny. So if anyone does lick a goodwill, I will give you a shiny sticker
2: dan it is exactly what
4: you think it right. Someone going up to goodwill um, don't like no don't do it no me. actually no i might be in makeup so don't lick me <laughs> but yes so um anyone? what else? have i gotten
3: myself into here who are you people what what
1: is this? but it do? is a cult you can't so... back
3: out now <laughs> a cult, it is a cult,
1: yes but don't worry like so you've been adopted as sam's uh like Long lost sister, so it's like, it's, it's fine.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's no licking involved there. No, that's no, all, that's, that's all
1: you, you're, cu- you're quite a distance with it. It's going to be, take a while for someone to actually find. And to be just honest, you wait. if anyone did try and lick Dan, I think Dan would have a harder right hand than me. So, oh, just I worry. think you would be
3: <laughs> I'd, I'd I'd be able to uh, hear colors, I think, if someone licked me. I'd, I'd go into that next realm, you know, I'll be
1: like, love it. But yes, yeah. so has anyone got anything
2: else to want to plug before we do round up? No, just be <coughs> sure to watch Monsters seven o'clock tomorrow, please. Yeah.
4: Cool. Yep, yeah, watch that. Uh apparently I'm on the next one. So yes, yay.
2: Uh,
4: because my schedule is just you know you know this thing where you kind of start off with a schedule where you can see things in a calendar? Mine just looked like a spirograph pattern.
2: That <laughs> is one thing pattern, i
4: pattern at the minute, and I'm just saying. I think things things are happening.
2: Well, that is one thing I didn't mention on the podcast, because I couldn't remember what episode was next. So just to announce the next episode after Chucky and Tiffany is the Phantom of the Opera. There
1: you go. (laughs) I did it. And we have been planning the episodes for the rest of like for for most of the year now. So we have a plan in place. Uh, The podcast 2.0 is going well, like going stronger and we are hoping to reach new heights as well so thank you guys and thank you everyone who's been in the chat thank you for everyone in the discord who does keep us going on a daily basis, and thank you for everyone in the group it like i say it it is an enjoyable thing that uh, i I, I don't hate so yeah that's probably the best thing i can say
4: (laughs) (laughs) do you have any more cool stuff to show have you got any more uh, memorabilia lying oh, around. Cause... I've got
6: lords but I didn't bring it all down because I didn't want it to just be. Oh. Uh, look at all. Okay, I was got. just thinking in inca- inca- case you had a massive it them pile of it
4: next to you and you hadn't brought it all. I
6: mean, I've got like I've got Ludo there as well. Church mm-hmm. ah. and Sarah and Worm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So now we know um, how to steal them because they're quite expensive as well they go for quite a penny so we're gonna rob sarah that's <laughs> <great>. <laughs> yeah
0: he's the
1: man with his huge pop vinyl figures <laughs> <that> <laughs> of. The most, of worth, is most of mine are worth a fat, a 10. i know for a fact ludo's worth about 80 quid sarah's about 120. Is he?
6: Mm-hmm. i think
1: Jared's about 80 pounds as well so
6: yep uh I did not know that. Yes, Hog Hoggle's the
3: most expensive one at, that I've seen at the moment, around mm. between 120 to 180,
6: depending. Mm-hmm. Can I just make a plea to Funko here? <laughs> you are stop. missing a trick by not making miss and Ambrosius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: this said stop? Dan, she down here to Funkos, bless her. She does. <laughs> I know.
6: Look, I, I'm not. I'm not a big Funko collector, but I I, I do collect the labyrinth ones. Um. <laughs> So, I, yes, I, I I would like a Didymus and Ambrosius one, please. Yeah. And
1: just to see anyone who does are oh, keep watching as well. It is Sammy's birthday next month. 40, she is turning the big four zero. So everyone buy her a fucking present. There you go. 13th <laughs> <laughs> of July, kids,
3: just so you know. <laughs> Presents are available from thinkingmarvels.com or .co.uk. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs>
4: Saying, and they you know, can on, be gift we...
0: wrapped
4: so we, use, we should have we should have a little donation tin or whatever at uh SunnyCon, just being like you know for just five pounds a month you apprentice. can buy sammy some absolute <laughs> cat. just five
2: pound a month <laughs> <laughs> you can sponsor a sammy <laughs>
1: but anyway so see you back time see back channel
2: see you early, everyone
5: bye, bye. <laughs>